Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you get your podcasts. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. On today's episode, running backs coach William Piegler is headed to the swamp. We go over some hypothetical scenarios for the basketball season, and then, yes, we are going to preview Wednesday's game against High Point a little early. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, all of you wonderful, wonderful Locked On Spartans listeners. How on earth are you doing? Hope you had a nice, relaxing weekend there and were able to enjoy the holidays in your own special little way. Uh, Welcome to the Locked on Spartans podcast. Yes, this is your host. I am Matt Sheehan. Thanks a lot for joining me today, guys. Really do appreciate it. And as you know, like I said, Locked on Spartans podcast. We do this five days a week here on the Locked on Podcast Network. That's where we got a full week of shows after taking uh, one day off last week for Christmas Eve. And this week's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, You know, we got a hodgepodge episode today, but the next two days is going to be the end-of-year extravaganza superlative award show that I don't really have an official name for, but we do have a lot of fun. We go over categories like you know, play of the year, Spartan of the year, but also most relieving moment of the year, uh, the, the WTF moment of the year. Like we, we do have a lot of fun, and tomorrow's show, it's Austin Smith of The Only Podcast joining us, and then following that on Wednesday is Odell Bretham Jr. to do the other half of the categories with me as well. Of course, we'll preview the Peach Bowl because, oh yeah, it's Peach Bowl week. Whoa, what's up? Let's get it popping. Knock on wood. Hopefully that's not one of the canceled bowl games. And, of course, after the Peach Bowl, yeah, we're going to have a recap show for you guys coming in hot on that Friday. So that's a full full week of uh, shows that we got, guys. And before we get to the rest of this show, I just need to ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Once again, it's a Lockdown Spartans podcast, and if you have any questions... Hit me up, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. We'll get to a few listener emails in the next segment, but right now, we got bad news. That's right, as uh, Christmas was fastly approaching, so was William Piegler's next job opportunity. And yes, William Piegler, if you're not uh, incredibly dialed into Michigan State football, he has been the running backs coach for the last two years in East Lansing. Uh, it's his first on-field assistant job in his career that's been well, very promising and uh, upward trajectory so far. So yeah, uh, William Piegler, he's off to the swamp down in Florida to join all, I guess, co-worker. You could call it. It's kind of weird to just throw around the word co-worker. It's a corporate term, but yeah, these guys are football coaches and yeah, they, they work together, uh, at Louisiana at Clemson and Billy Napier, the new Florida Gators head coach has poached William Piegler to, uh, be their tight ends coach down there. So just kind of a next step in William Peegler's career sort of thing. I mean, assistant roles, tough to stay stagnant in this, I guess, especially if you're a young gun like William Peegler. Yeah, he's got running backs under his belt and, well, I, kind of tough to beat what he's done this year in Coach Kenneth Walker III. And so it's another challenge for him down at Florida to help uh, rebuild a program that, oh my, uh, n- not in the healthiest of spots right now, but of course, hey, Billy Napier is known in the college football world as an incredible coach, and to reconnect with a co-worker, sure, go for it. Uh, yeah, so that is what William Piegler is up to right now. And of course, it's 
no bad blood. I mean, he's saying the praises of Mel Tucker and the whole program. And right back at him, Mel Tucker said nothing but glowing things about him on Twitter. And also, Mel Tucker did have uh, some media availability on Sunday. And he also mentioned that, well, now there's two openings on Michigan State staff. Of course, if you remember, defensive backs coach Traveris Tillman is going down to Georgia Tech. So that's two guys that Michigan State has to replace. And Mel Tucker essentially said, uh, we're not going to rush anything. You know, we've got some guys in mind, but there's really no fire to hire people as soon as possible. And with that said, a more direct quote right there. And this was a few weeks ago after uh, Tillman left for Georgia Tech. He said, quote, we have a really good idea of what we want to do, but we're going to have flexibility. Also, we're going to get the best person who's the best fit for coaching and also for recruiting. And I think that's going to ring true with replacing Piegler as well. Uh, yeah, sure, it, it's running backs coach. You obviously want a guy that knows running backs. Or the, the secondary defensive backs, you're going to want guys that can fill into that too. But first and foremost, like, you can put powerful recruiters and just call them running backs coach. Or call them a linebackers coach, for example. So I, I think more so than, okay, well, we need to find a running backs coach. It's just going to be who Mel knows that is a strong recruiter because, as we all know by now, recruiting is not just the lifeblood of a lot of college football programs, as it should be, but especially for Mel, Tucker, and company as well. Heard a few names thrown around. Like, I don't know how serious this was, but I just, you know, ever so often would look at my phone a little bit over Christmas Eve and Christmas and... Maurice Jones-Drew was a name being thrown out there, and he's in an analysis on NFL Network right now. And he caught wind that his name was being thrown around for some reason. And Justin Thind, our friend of the program from 24-7 Sports, hit him up. He was like, hey, uh, interested? And then Maurice Jones-Drew answers. He's like, yeah, like, what's this all about? And then Thind responds. It's for the running backs coach at Michigan State, and then uh, Maurice Jones-Drew kind of Somewhat shut that down with saying, oh, no, it's going to have to be offensive coordinator, LMAO. So, okay, well, he might not be on the board anymore. But, yeah, I mean, other, other, another name thrown around, too. Javon Ringer, he's at Toledo right now. He's got an off-field uh, role right now with that program. I think it's like a director of football ops sort of thing. And of course, Javon did great things here. But, I, again, I, I don't know how close Mel has ever worked with him, if ever. I don't think they have. And also... It's kind of tough to rate Javon Ringer's recruiting chops right there. So, yeah, that, that's a name, of course, us Spartan fans know. But I don't know if that's going to be a candidate on the table for this team. So, two assistants that you got to fill in for. And also, on top of that, who else we got to fill in for? Well, there are some players that might not be playing in the Peach Bowl coming up on Thursday. And Mel Tucker mentioned them by name, which is kind of interesting. You know, the, the whole season, he's very... Uh, silent about injuries or availability for that matter, but he did offer this up during the Peach Bowl media availability today that Michael Dowell will not be playing. Uh, His last game was against Penn State. He has gone into the transfer portal, and it's not going to be like what William Peegler's doing, for example, and William Peegler's going to still coach the Peach Bowl, but no, Michael Dowell's out of here. He's in the transfer portal, not going to play another game for Michigan State. And why not? Why? It's It's parallel to what Kenneth Walker's doing. Like, if he wants to transfer and play one more season somewhere, why would he go out and play a bowl game and just get hurt and then, you know, eliminate all chances of having that extra year of football at another school? On top of that, 
Quaveras Crouch, linebacker, and then Jalen Hunt are both tabbed as, quote, doubtful. And Jarrett Horst, surprisingly, who we haven't seen in a few weeks, listed as questionable. Questionable. So that's not a complete no on Jarrett Horst, of course, the left tackle. And uh, that's exciting. And Mel Tucker also mentioned that a few others will not play, whether it be health or opting out of the game. But he didn't get specific and actually name drop any players. So stay tuned for, for that. I suppose, I, I don't imagine those names will get leaked until, you know, of course, the beat reporters start tweeting out who they do and don't see on the field. And, but, hey, I mean, so far in all their press stuff or all the, the social media posts and whatnot, like, Jaden Reed's in all the pictures. I, by all accounts, he's going to be playing. Uh, Naylor has been seen practicing and, you know, running routes, catching balls, so odds are he'll play. And that's pretty nice, too, when you got Reed and Naylor playing in this game, especially when you don't have Kenneth Walker. So, yeah, but hey, we'll get to all that fun stuff later on this week as we preview the Peach Bowl on Thursday. Uh, and also, we're going to talk a little bit, just a little bit more about the Peach Bowl. We have a listener email I want to get to in a hot second. Uh, but first, guys, a word from some friendly, friendly sponsors. Really quick, before getting to some listener emails, just want to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. All right, so two emails, one football, one basketball. We'll start with football and then move on to basketball before we preview Wednesday's high point game. And we'll start with a listener email from Stan Shock. That's right. A common Emailer always emails us. Uh, love Stan. Thank you very much for listening and for writing. He writes, and this is based off of our conversation that we had last Thursday with Locked on Pits, Nick Farabaugh. And Stan writes, I got to tell you, I think you grossly undersold MSU in this talk. Thorne has made some clutch throws and has improved all year. MSU's pass defense was much better before they got banged up prior to Purdue, he adds. And I wouldn't doubt if they looked much better against Pitt. Um, I'm going to tackle that before going any further in the email. It's it's not just, you know, I, I'm I'm fine with Thorne. I think Thorne is, is a fine player. I think he's a really good quarterback. And obviously it helps to have Naylor and Reed back. And I think Michigan State has a shot in this game. I, I think it's really a coin toss. I think it's a 50-50 ball. I'm not going into this game necessarily thinking MSU is going to lose. I I really think it's it's a coin flip. I mean, Pitt, solid team. And no, it's not just because of what Kenny Pickett did. And this is where I'm a little reluctant to just, you know, beat my chest and say, oh, well, MSU's got this in the bag. That running defense that Pitt has, too, that, that is concerning. Uh, we'll hit on this on Thursday for the preview, but this it will sound familiar by then. They held a lot of the ACC's best rushing teams to their worst games all season. Like Sean Tucker and Syracuse, 0.8 yards that game. Virginia Tech, bottled up. North Carolina, bottled up. Pitt lets their opponents run at 2.7 yards per carry. I get worried about that um, when it's Eli Collins and Jordan Simmons, who are, like, they're, they're fine. But I think that we've seen enough of Pitt doing better against just fine running backs this year, where that gives me a little pause. And also, just as Stan wrote, I, I hey, yeah, I didn't speak too glowing <laughs> about Michigan State's past defense. And he also says, you know, they've got banged up, which is very true. So hopefully we can see what we did before the Purdue game. And more specifically, too, hey, I, I kind of missed the uh, the old bend, don't break system that we used to have. It kind of came back in waves against Maryland, against Penn State. 
But yeah, I just, I know it's not Kenny Pickett. I know their offensive coordinator, Mark Whipple, is out of there. But uh, I'm just, I'm so scarred by the tail end of that season and what we saw from the secondary that, yeah, maybe I am letting all that bother me a little too much. Also at the end, Stan writes in his email, uh, bottom line, I will take the Kenneth Walker for Pickett trade 10 out of 10 times. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah, listen, hey, Kenny, Kenneth Walker not being there. That's sad. That's a bummer. He's the the straw that stirs the drink, so to speak, for MSU. But, ooh, boy, Kenny Pickett. <laughs> uh, he, he could have been well on his way to 700 yards if he played this Thursday against Michigan State. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be taking that trade 10 out of 10 times as well, Stan. No doubt about that. Now, that's not a hypothetical. That actually did happen. Kenneth Walker, Kenny Pickett, both not playing. Now, let's move on to something that is a hypothetical. Something from our guy, Ryan who emails us three scenarios for the basketball season right here that you can also debate with yourself on right here. He writes in three scenarios, and of course, got to pick from one of them to see what the right answer is going to be. Scenario A, Michigan State basketball dominates Big Ten play and ends up winning the Big Ten conference title and the Big Ten tournament while setting itself up for a March Madness run with a two-seed in the tournament, but MSU loses both games to Michigan. Okay, that's scenario A. Scenario B, Michigan State does solid in Big Ten play, finishes third in conference, and ends up coming up just short of the Big Ten tournament, finishing second and getting a five-seed in March Madness, but split their games against Michigan. And last but not least, Scenario C, you can see where this is going. Michigan State has a rough time in Big Ten play like they did last year and end up finishing eighth in the Big Ten and lose in the first round of the Big Ten tournament and barely squeaks into March Madness with a 10-seed, but... You win both games against Michigan. And he also writes, P.S., thank you for your hard work on the podcast. Uh, Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Ryan, and thank you for the email. Before going any further in answering this, I feel like I'm being set up. I feel like I'm being set up because this is exactly what we're seeing in the football season right now, right? Michigan just wins the the Big Ten title. They have a great season. However, they lose to Michigan State. And don't Don't let them tell you that that's not bothering them. You go on Twitter for five minutes. You go on the message boards. It's still nonstop MSU banter. Maybe 12 teams this season. They could go bark up any of those trees, but yet all they want to do is just still talk about the Spartans. That day on October 30th, that bothered them. But all in all, that's still a great season, and you'd probably take that season more times than not, and that's that's why I lean scenario A. Of course I got to lean scenario A. You take both your bullets against Michigan. It sucks. It's very sad. The internet's not a fun place to be. If you live in Michigan, probably just, you know, hanging out, walking around, not a fun place to be. You'll see more blue and yellow than you're accustomed to seeing, and ah, it's miserable. However, when you go to Breslin Center, you'll be seeing two banners lifted up in the rafters as you win the Big Ten title and the Big Ten tournament, and I gotta say... Having that two seed seems pretty nice because, uh, like a sick person, I was checking Bracketology in December, and Joe Lenardi dropped a new version of his Bracketology on Christmas Eve. And Michigan State, yeah, right now they are a two seed. And after I got my eyes on that, oh yeah, I, I really, really like how that looks. Just get me the Spartans right back on the two lines, so... For second place, go ahead and give me a scenario B. Uh, five seed of March Madness. At least the whole season we figure we're in, right? And 
if you're wondering if I'm just still scarred by everything that happened last season, you're bang on. You're spot on. You're right on the money. I, I can't do it again where we are waiting in the last weeks of February and just praying to God that they go on this run here to get into the tournament. Like, no, no. Just for, for, for a healthy lifestyle, I need Michigan State to comfortably be in the bracket the entire season. So if that means splitting games with Michigan – Having a ho-hum Big Ten season, but hey, at least we're the five seed. At least we're no, we we know the whole season we're going to March Madness. Uh, I will happily and gladly take that. Thank you very much. So third place, I will go with scenario D. Yeah, winning both games against Michigan would be a lot of fun, but no, I, I mm, you know what, uh, having the double-digit seed in March Madness that, that that was fun for one year. I, that's all I need to to see for that. I don't need to see that two years in a row. So. Thank you very much, Ryan, for the hypothetical. And I always love answering these hypotheticals, even if they tear me up as I keep reading them and thinking about them for days on end. But yeah, thank you very much. And guys, if you ever want to reach out, of course, LockdownSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find me. And we're going to still chat basketball. Yes, we're going to preview the high point game a few days early because we have our end of the year Spartan superlative extravaganza hoot nanny coming up the next two days. But first... I need to talk to you fine folks about prize picks. That's right, guys. Prize picks. It is your daily leader in college sports. Daily fantasy. You've heard us talk about their college football props. Well, guys, how about the college basketball props? They offer more than anyone in the world, offering all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might have never even heard of. And they offer any prop you can think of, like points scored, rebounds, uh, three points made, and more. So you go to PrizePicks or you down PrizePicks.com, I should say, or you download the app from the App Store or Google Play. Make that deposit, but not without using promo code Locked On. It's all one word, Locked On, and that's going to get you a 100% instant deposit match for up to $100. From there, you pick two to five players, the over/under on their projected stats, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you against the numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and Best of all, Prize Picks offers safe and fast withdrawals, so do not hesitate. Check out Prize Picks and use promo code Locked On, or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You know what else is made easy, guys? Comfort, style, treating yourself, because that's what the fine folks at HomeFieldApparel.com do with every single article of clothing they send you. You want the most comfortable hoodie you've ever put on your entire life? homefieldapparel.com. You want to select through 19 amazing vintage Michigan State logos? Smash in homefieldapparel.com and just do some online window shopping. It's amazing. You think you might think you know every single logo Michigan State has come out with. Like I did. I I, I thought I knew everything there was to know about the Spartans, but mm -mm. homefieldapparel.com, they do their due diligence. They go through old yearbooks, old programs. They talk to historians of the school to get you the most Fire apparel possible. 19 designs, all Michigan State. And they also got more than 100 other schools. So if there's anyone in your life that you want to grab some amazing apparel from, guys, homefieldapparel.com. Also, promo code locked on Spartans. All one word. When you make that purchase at homefieldapparel.com, use promo code locked on Spartans. And that's going to get you 15% off your first order. One more time for the most comfortable most stylish clothing of all time. Homefieldapparel.com, promo code Lockdown Spartans for 15% off your order at homefieldapparel.com.
All right, that's right, guys. This is the one that you've had circled on your calendar the entire winter, maybe even before the season even starts. Wednesday afternoon, 3 p.m. on Big Ten Network, it's the Spartans against the High Point Panthers, baby. Woo-wee! Quick trivia right here. Uh, where on earth is High Point even located? What state is High Point located? I'll give you a few seconds. Did anyone think or say North Carolina? Apparently, High Point is a city in North Carolina. I didn't even know that until I started to research this Panthers basketball team. But yes, North Carolina is where this school with uh, just 5,800 students reigns from. Uh, the Panthers on the season are 6-6. Six and six. Uh, They've also played another Big Ten foe. They have played Northwestern at the very early start of the season. Got beat by 35 points. Uh, and they've also played against Notre Dame, too, if you want another big name that they've also played. That was a little closer against the Fighting Irish. They've lost by nine points. So, yes, uh, third-year head coach Tubby Smith. That's right. Tubby Smith, the head coach of High Point, uh, has his Panthers at a eh, decent start to the season. Once again, 6-6. Six and six. Okay. Uh, it, it's, it's not going to really probably shock you too much, but there's nothing that really frightens me about High Point. There's nothing gimmicky they do or like they're super good at this one stat like now across the board they're average at best at a lot of things and I know that now that I'm saying this out loud like it'll be a four-point game with a minute and a half to go in the second half and Michigan State's gonna have to sweat this game out but the fact of the matter is right now before this game nothing really too great like the defensive efficiency squarely in the middle of the pack for the whole country Uh, offensive efficiency kind of near the bottom uh, in the country and just like Oakland University, I know we talked last game before that tipped off against the Golden Grizzlies that Oakland is a really, really bad defensive rebounding team. High Point Panthers, not a great defensive rebounding team either. They have one of the worst defensive rebounding percentages in the country, so this could be another prime for the picking day to get second chance points if you're the Michigan State Spartans, as they did last Tuesday at Little Caesars Arena. And uh, it goes without saying that maybe the defensive rebounding lacks a little bit because, well, this team just lacks height. They have two players that are six foot eight. Does not get any taller than that. So this could be another game that's prime, prime for big numbers from Marcus Bingham. Or, hey, also maybe this is a game where Julius Marble, who only played 10 minutes against Oakland, or Matty Sissoko, who only played four minutes against Oakland, maybe they get a little more run. Especially as, well, Big Ten play is on the near horizon. So this could be a lineup that our big men can feast upon. That's right. Uh, As far as the rest of High Point's lineup, it starts and kind of ends at John Michael Wright. Six-foot point guard, third-year starter, and he's been solid all three of his years there. Uh, And also, you know, he's been really good this season as well as he averages just a tick above 20 points per game. He has also scored more than 20 points seven times this season. 42.3% three-point shooter and 80% free throw shooter and gets the line a good amount, a little over five times per game. Also sharing the court with him uh, in the starting rotation, Bryant Randleman and Jaden House, both six foot three guys. Uh, nothing too much to talk about there. They average single-digit points. Uh, at the four is six foot five Zach Austin. 14 points a game. He's the second leading scorer on that team. He shoots three 
or six threes per game, I should say, six threes per game, but just at a 32% clip. So should uh, Joey Hauser or Gabe Brown mark him? If you uh, keep him at bay, if you keep him to that 30th percent clip from three, uh, that's, that's going to bode well for Michigan State. And last but not least in the starting five for the Panthers is Emmanuel Izunabor. I hope I said that name even somewhat correctly. And like I said, guys, six foot eight. There's only one other six foot eight guy on the team, and that's as tall as they get. And uh, Emmanuel, he averages six points, five rebounds per game. And also had to throw this in there, and I'm sure this cannot be sustained the entire season. Right now, uh, he is six for twenty at the free throw stripe uh, for a smooth thirty percent clip. Again, I, I have a hard time believing it can stay that low throughout the season, but. Hey, if you're going to foul the guy, okay, that's, that's one guy you're going to want to foul if he's uh, got a wide-open layup underneath the hoop. Uh, Bart Torvik, that's right, barttorvik.com. Of course, they run their simulations, they crunch the numbers, and they always have great projected outcomes for these sorts of games. Right now, they have it at a 78-56 to win for MSU. So, it should, should be a snoozer for Michigan State. God, I really hope so, but... You also want them to look sharp as they head into Big Ten play here. To kick off Big Ten play, you have at Northwestern, you have home against Nebraska, and then you hit the road against Michigan all within a seven-day stretch to start the calendar year 2022. Is this another game where Max Christie can find more comfort behind the three-point line? Uh, Last Tuesday, four for six behind the three-point line against Oakland. Uh, Can Joey Hauser start to get a little more comfortable? All in all, yeah, you want to see the same game that you did against Oakland because like we talked about after they beat the Golden Grizzlies, that was as good of a game as Michigan State could probably play, especially after a lengthy break in their schedule. Only nine turnovers. Shooting looked pretty good. The defense looked strong. And, of course, like I said, like Marcus Bingham went ham, and he could also probably go bananas in this game as well. Uh, So, yeah, it... Let me knock on wood one more time before I you know, jinx this into being a close game. But yeah, this this should be a game where uh, you just kind of just watch halfway in the distance uh, in the second half by the time that rolls around. So, all right, guys. Like I said, next two days worth of shows. It's the end of the year, 2021 Spartan Superlative Extravaganza Bonanza, whatever we're calling it. A lot of fun. Hope you guys tune in for that one. And then, of course, as the Peach Bowl rolls around, Oh, yeah, we're going to preview it, and then we are going to recap it to end the week here, guys. So thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. Now go make Lockdown Bets your second listen. That's right, guys, Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. That's Lockdown Bets, hosted by Your Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. All right, let's have a strong week. Love you all. Go Green.